in 100 years. That shit house, if you think we'll be insightful, clever or just when we search. We're here to say that's not the case, we'll just go out and wing it. We are two guys, one cup. It is Wednesday, the 17th of August. Welcome to Two Guys, One Cup, an AFL podcast. My name is Will Anderson. And my name is Charlie Clawson. Fucking nailed that. <laughs> yep. Fucking nailed that. I mean, it's a bit too early to celebrate. Round 20, what? Round 21. Yep. Yep. That's a premature celebration. <laughs> that is essentially like a team celebrating that they ran through the manor and nobody fell over. That's Trent Cotchin patching Trelaw on the head, pat- patting Trelaw on the head and saying you picked the wrong club. Right. <laughs> I might as well get to it straight away because it was the fucking highlight of my weekend that this little fucking idiotic thing that we've started where we ramble on about AFL football. There's two things that I'm so proud of this episode, Charlie. I feel like we've really come of age (laughs) as a podcast. The first one is that I got a message from somebody. I got a lot of messages on Twitter on the weekend about the Richmond game, obviously. But um, spoiler alert, hashtag so Richmondy. But... um, my favourite one was somebody who messaged us on the Facebook page at three-quarter time as Richmond. Richmond, Charlie. This terrible team that can't fucking win playing none of their good players Richmond were beating one of the potential premiers. And it was so fucking Richmondy. It was so Richmondy to yep. wait that long into your season as you're about to sack your fucking coach and then you pull out a good fucking game because you're Richmond. No, you're not Richmond. You're Richmondy. You're so fucking Richmondy. And somebody messaged us and said, the only thing more Richmondy be if they lost it from yeah. here. It was, a, it was a photo of the three-quarter time score where Richmond was still up by like, what, five goals right. or something? five goals going into the last quarter. And they were like... All the, they have to do... All they have to do <laughs> to make on. this the most Richmondy thing of all time. Is and the, they kicked more goals than yeah. Geelong. Yeah. Still... In the end, Geelong had like 15 scoring shots to one in the last quarter and they still keep more... Are so Richmondy. <laughs> like, it's never been more Richmondy. When you think they can't be any more Richmondy, they become more Richmondy. Yeah. It's amazing. It's a paradox. Well, not a paradox. Mate, it's, they're a brand you can a, trust. It, it, it's, you can't trust them to be successful, what's but you the, can trust them to be Richmondy. What's the snake that's eating its own tail? Yeah. Or, Ouroboros. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Or, yeah. Ouroboros, uh, Coriolis. Yeah. Used to play uh, in the center for Carlton. Yeah. Coriolis. Yeah. The Coriolis. Spiro Corcomilis. Yeah. Spiro Corcomilis. <laughs> yeah. They just, uh, Osteopubis. They, they, it's, it's so funny. Like just the way they fuel their own misery. It's, 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 uh, astounding really. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, that radio ho- red, Radiohead song, uh, I, Just, where it says, you do it to yourself, you do, and that's why it really hurts? That should be the new Richmond song. <laughs> they shouldn't sing fucking Yellow, Yellow and, and Black, Black anymore. After No, after games they lose, like the game on the weekend, they should sing Just by Radiohead. Yeah. <laughs> they sh- and you know what? They're Richmond. That'd be a cool song for Richmond guys to sing. Ty Vickery didn't play too bad. Trade bait. You reckon? Yeah. Who would you rather have, Vickery or Cloak? Vickery. Right. More upside. But there's talk that Cloak might be coming to the Bulldogs. I know. You better fucking erase 21 episodes of this show. Fucking, I'm not happy about that if it does happen. I don't think it's a good idea. Okay, the only thing that I will say is that apparently if we get him, he'll be fucking cheap. And the prevailing wisdom is that Redpath's going to be out until mid-next season. So if you could get Cloak for, say, $200,000, because he's on five hundred next year on his contract, and if you could get, say, Collingwood to pay three hundred to get him off the books, and you got a guy for 200000 who played until Redpath came back, 
I'm not fucking convinced. Listen to you. I'm not justified. Convinced. No, I'm no, I'm saying that's what the argument is. I'm not on board. I'm not on board right now. If he comes to the club in the end, I guess I'll get on fucking board because that's what I do because I'm a fucking team man. But... I could see him doing a Jared Waite, at least for like half the season. <sighs> Let's just stop New getting old washed up fucking... You know thoughts. what? I'm fucking sick of it. And I'm not going to say that Barry Hall was a success either. Fuck that shit. That was shit. That was shit when we got Alan Jakovic. It was shit when we got fucking Simon That's Mitchell. That's right. Conhall. I completely forgot about Alan Jakovic. It was shit when we Alan got Djokovic. every single one of those forwards who was good at some other club and was terrible with us. Fuck it. Let's stop chasing these fucking, you know, solutions, getting these fucking ex... No, fuck it. No, stop it. Yeah. Let's not get him. He's terrible. He can't make the Collingwood fucking first. Yeah. They're not a great team. I mean, I know they play pretty well against us. They ran us to the fucking line. I mean, Collingwood haven't been terrible this year. Like, at their best, they've been okay this year. But mm. they've just been, like, all over the place. Mm. Yeah, the tip fuckers. That's what I call them this year. <laughs> if you've got tips, they will fuck them up. <laughs> Collingwood. Hi, we're here to fuck up your tips. <laughs> like, but, I don't know. Like, that. it's such an interesting... Like, I mean, I think the, the way that Collingwood played against the Bulldogs, does that give Collingwood fans hope? Do you, do you feel like now you're like, oh, no, yeah. maybe Buckley does have us going in the right direction? Uh, I think next year's a, time will, t- next year will, will tell all. If they have another season like this next year, I reckon I will, he'd be gone before the end of the year. If it, it runs like this year, next year, they, they'd be aiming for finals, I reckon. Well, they've got to play finals, right? Yeah. How long has he been there now? Since 2011, right? Yeah. And I think they've gone backwards every single season. So he's got to play fucking finals at some stage. Mm. Like I think 2017 was the year on his five year plan because he has a top five on everything. Yeah. On his Buckley fight, my best five years at Collingwood. 2017 was penciled in in number one spot. This yeah. was meant to be when they fucking had a crack at it. Mm. But can they? No. I don't think they're good enough. No. I mean, I think they may be good enough. I think to they're, finish behind, like they're behind. They're behind Melbourne. They're behind Melbourne and St Kilda now. Right. And Melbourne and St Kilda aren't in the eight, so you know it's hard. Right. So he's gone then by that. Math, unless a miracle happens next year. Yeah, I don't know. Well, what, where's the pressure meter for coaches for next year? Well, okay. Okay. Do you think that, uh, I, okay. I'll just ask you this really simply. Do you think. Question without notice? Question without notice. Do you think we will get through this season without one of the coaches losing their job? Without, yes. You think that none of them will lose their job? By the end of the year. By the end of the year. None of the AFL coaches will lose their job. Well, the only the one I, is the most obvious is Lepic, and yeah. I reckon they'll they'll keep him till the end of the year. What's the point? Well, okay. Now, when I say by the end of the year, I mean, you know, one of the coaches lose their job by the time that you need a new coach before trade period. I'm not yeah. talking... I'm not... Yeah, yeah. I I'm mean, not I, talking I, your fucking St. Kilda Scotty Waters fucking... <laughs> I'll sack him in fucking January. I'll sack him in the fucking... I'll sack him at the first I'll bounce. Him, I'll sack him when he's season. fucking holding the cup above his head <laughs> yeah. in the fucking preseason round. No, no, we did that to Stan Owls. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, like yeah, Le- no, I, I, I probably I'd be surprised if Brisbane, right? yeah, aren't currently interviewing. So the, or... the win on the weekend didn't help. If, uh, well, here's what would be interesting. They'd be definitely looking, speaking to people now. If they were to win, I think they've got Geelong at the Gabba this week. If for some miracle they'll win that, it becomes very interesting. If they finish with three wins for the year, I don't know. They're getting, you know, they're starting to get players back. All right, so let's say Leper gets like, and who who coaches Brisbane? Like, if you well, you said guess. Brett Ratton, I'd say that's a 
That's a fair guess. Okay, yeah. Well, okay. Let's say Brett Ratton coaches. Okay, so then next year going did, into... Did you hear Tim Watson said uh, Lee Matthews should uh, come back? I love it. But Tim Watson also said that uh, Tim Watson should come back and captain Essendon this year. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come for my third comeback. <laughs> Fucking. Uh, no, Um, you know what? There is a little part of me that goes, yeah. Like, you know what? Uh, In the same way Barassi going to Sydney. That yeah. was never meant to, or Sheedy going to GWS. No, I'm going to go, a, I'm going to go a step further. He I plays. Think, <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, that was, I wasn't going to go that step further. I was going to say it's more like kindergarten cop. Like, I think you're sending Lee Matthews now as like an old school fucking Lee Matthews style greatest ever player fucking coach into this like, you know, Team room of kids. full of kids that he doesn't understand. These millennials. It's your modern day kindergarten cop where yeah. he like teaches these fucking young haircuts with the yeah. millennial ways. He's fucking old school hard fucking probably should be reported to the police coaching ways. Yeah, yeah. And like they learn an important life lesson. That's what I'm thinking. But they're the bad. You know what they are? They change the name back and they become the bad news bears. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, they'll never do it. But that won't happen, no. <laughs> Brett Ratton. Yeah, Brett Ratton. So, okay, so then you go into next season on your uh, Rankham. Okay. Going into next season, like, go... Like, I mean, you don't probably have to do all 16 because you can probably just go eight of them probably are pretty solid. Mm. But name your, like, in order, what is your, like, your coaches who are, like, most likely to lose their job? In danger. One to eight. Uh, okay, not counting Brisbane. I would say Nathan Buckley. Ken Hinckley. Nathan Buckley, number one. Yeah, behind whoever, like, behind, uh, yeah, behind Lepper. Yeah, okay, but Nathan Buckley going into next season. Going into next season, he's got the most pressure on him. Potentially sack mid-season? Well, if they, again, if they have a year like this year, yes. Okay. All right. Okay, Nathan Buckley. Yeah. Yeah, okay, put that on your fucking list. Yeah, there's your list. There's your list. Five fucking podcast podcast hosts I hate. Yeah. It's just my name five times. (laughs) Uh, but he would be Charlie Clawson. Here's another word that starts with C. <laughs> uh, and then Ken Hinckley, yeah. And, and okay, then, so you reckon Hinckley in yeah. second? So well, maybe Ross Lyon. He's got a five year contract, mate. Well, this is the thing. See, I'd put Dimmer in that category as well, but he's also got a four year contract. No, so... hasn't Dimmer only got two years? I think oh, Dimmer's it? got two years. Okay, right. Yeah. Uh, so they're both contracted. So. They're gonna, there's gonna be reasons for them not to be on the chopping block. Yeah, but also the other thing about Ross Lyon is you've gotta fucking, like, work out whether he's been doing a Rossa dope. Like, I mean, technically, as long as they get everyone back on board next season and he has a team that he can- But they're not gonna get everyone back on board next season. But if they do, like, okay, but just explore this scenario first, right? They go into next season, they finish fucking, like, second from the bottom, they get a fucking great draft picked, they get a fucking awesome draw, they already have the fact that they play at fucking Penis Stadium every second week. There's a home ground advantage, but they also get like a draw that plays all the fucking bottom teams from this year because they finished so low mm. and they fucking slingshot straight back into the finals and Ross Lyon yeah. is a fucking genius because you've got... Like, if you took the three best players out of almost any team, maybe Hawthorne aside, but if you took Buddy and... Hannibury. Hannibury or like and, Kennedy or yeah. whatever out of like Sydney, then Sydney are probably not going to fucking you know, play very well. I mean, I'm not talking Fremantle, last team in the competition, but, you, like, there's there's not a lot of teams that could lose yeah. the players of that influence. And Well, it just, I think I get the feeling that there's more going on at Brisbane than maybe we know about. 
Like there is rumblings. At Frio, you mean? Oh, so what did I say? Brisbane. Yeah, at, yeah, well, we know about that. Well, yeah. I at think we Frio. know about the rumblings at Brisbane. <laughs> yeah, the Brisbane ground, a constant earthquake. Yeah, Brisbane is a little piggy who built his house out of straw. We yeah. know that one's fallen yeah. down. We're yeah. just, we're going to go and check out the wooden brick ones. Did first. you see that film San Andreas with the rock? It was yeah. set in Brisbane. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was, shot in, it was shot in Queensland. It was shot in Queensland. <laughs> That's why their training facilities are fucked. Yeah. Uh, no, but the, 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 there's been a bit of scuttlebutt that, you know, because obviously you know Valentine. John, Tom, the Rockcliffe. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it had, I know it had moved on, but I felt like it was no, worth good. going back for. <laughs> like his daughter in the film. <laughs> uh, yeah, I reckon that, uh, if there's like an exodus of players, if Valentine is the first of a few to go, if Sanderlands retires, if Fife, this talk about Fife not re-signing. If he's it, got another year, though. Yeah. Like, he's only, okay, just, but you know the he's only just saying that he, like, he should dip his toe in the free agency water. Yeah. You know what the thing is? And you know the argument why they would put him up for trade then? Because they're going to get more for him now. If he's talking about dipping his toe in, and they've got an indication that maybe it's more than just a toe, they'll get more for him now than they will next year. Yeah, but the thing is, like, you, what you want him to do is take his toe out of that fucking water. You want to, like, show him that, like... Mate, you know, here's a fleet of helicopters and a supermodel. Mate, fucking, like, drop fucking supermodels at every party he goes to, like that fucking West Coast did with Chris Judd. Mm. Like, I know it didn't keep him over here forever. Like, you've got to, you know, keep him single. You can't let him fall in love with one of them and then convince them to go over east to read the news. That's the fucking problem. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, here's the thing. Like, he has a fucking Perth haircut. And I feel like, you know... He couldn't survive in any other mate, environment. How is he going to live in fucking yeah, Perth you're right. with that haircut? No. I mean, that is a fucking Perth haircut. Oh, he could, there's parts of Sydney. That is a West... Oh, if you got yeah, drafted okay. to, like, like, GWS or Sydney, he could not, North Shore. Yeah, he'd still have to live in the fucking North Shore or the East. Yeah, or the Bra. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, he could live in the Shire. Yeah. He'd be the new fucking Shire hero. Actually, yeah, yeah. he could be. Actually, that'd be great. Marketing coup. Yeah, Does he surf? He looks like he surfs. Yeah, I mean, he'd have he looks to, right? Like they all... Every Western Australian surfs, right? All footballers surf. When you get... Reason you're allowed to do one of the most dangerous activities in the world regularly, apparently. So you don't reckon Fife will go? Well, I'm just saying if you're Frio and and Nat Fife is the player that Nat Fife is, which I think at his best is still the best. Like I look at Dangerfield, and even though I look at this season that Dangerfield has had, but if you could have a fully fit Fife or a fully fit Dangerfield, I would still have a fully fit Fife. And I mean, I know that's a toss of the coin. You'd have either of them. You'd be fucking happy with what either of them. What if ended up at Geelong? Geelong, that'd be amazing. Oh, they get Fife and Ablett back. And then it's just super teams. <laughs> I couldn't afford them, surely not. Ablett comes back to play for 100000 a year. <laughs> Fuck, well, you know what? I mean, if you're going to get Nat Fife to Geelong and you told them that's what's happening, Gazza's coming back, do you want to play with Gazza and Selwood and Danger? My God. Right. Do, do your parents all want to work for Frank Costner? <laughs> How do you feel about the fruit business? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's one of those things, though. Well, what about you as a St Kilda fan? Because well, St Kilda's like, been... that's one of the things that they're saying. is yeah, like, you know, wait. you'd be a perfect player for St Kilda. I believe uh, the term is war chest, Will. Right. St Kilda have been accumulating a war chest. Yeah, you've got a war chest. We drag it out. It's all in a wooden box, just filled with gold coins. <laughs> yeah, bullion. It's in bullion <laughs> for some reason that no one can explain. Well, someone floated, I, I can't remember what uh, comment section I was reading, but they were like, okay, hypothetically, if they wanted, I don't know we get two first rounders this year, but hypothetically just say we did, two first rounders and say Blake Akers, who's a rising star winner for us this year, he's a Western Australian, he's going to develop into 
a Fife type player. He's a big bodied midfielder, really good skills, good overhead. Like he's still really young and a bit green, but potential all through the roof. It's like, well, do you swap him and this year's future or next year's future for Nat Fife? He's 24. 24, mate. Broken leg? He's 21. Yeah. But not a severe break. I mean, the only thing that is the question mark to me is a broken leg. Mm. But I hear about his attitude and apparently his attitude pisses some people off like because he's too much of a fucking perfectionist and he has high standards. But I think if you put that sort of player in the right organisation where that like people are like compelled by that excellence. He's a leader. He's a leader and he's going to fucking win you shit because he wants to fucking win shit. Yeah, he's and an amazing Re- fucking footballer. Revolt's retiring. Who has his best fucking years in front of him? He's twenty four years old. I mean, sorry, that's Revolt's not retiring, but he's got one year to go. So chances oh, it's three are three or four. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I yeah. reckon he could just be like one of those old cars you get when you get them, and they've got like two hundred and forty on the motor, and then you just drive them for ten years. Yeah, he's just cruised into this fucking role that you're like, well, surely the question you're going to have for Nikki is like. You know, you don't have to be captain or whatever. You don't have to be the leader anymore. Well, he's pretty much... He came out today on SCN and pretty much said that he's not going to be captain next year. But... I think he should. He'd still be in your top half of players. Yeah, he'd make the top 10 this year, I yeah, reckon. Yeah, like from week to week. And so you're like, well, why get rid of him? If he's happy to play and if he wants to play... He's, and, he's, and he's adapted to a brand new role that he's not taking a position from anyone who could develop no. or anything like that. Yeah. Why wouldn't you have him around? I don't know. I mean, and he's also, the other thing is that if he does captain next year, he would, and he plays every game, he'll break Steve Kernahan's record or Dick Reynolds, or maybe I think they're joint holders of the most games as captain. Six Reynolds. Six Reynolds. Yeah. yeah. That's another hybrid. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> it's much harder to do it with a corpse, but. Uh, <laughs> well, it's actually much easier. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Oh, Let's legal not get red tape. Uh, but uh, he, the interview he gave today, he was using the language of whatever, you know, whatever's best for the club. But he wasn't saying, because, you know, like Bob Murphy's come out and said, I want a captain again next year. He's yeah. come out and said he wants it. He didn't say that. He kept saying, you know, whatever is best for the club, which could be code for, you know, ask me to do it and I'll say yes. Or it could also be, you know, they've already discussed who the next captain is and he's, you know, put his seal well, of approval on it. I think the it. attitude you should have in those situations, I've always been a believer and I'm the same at the Bulldogs, which is until someone else is demanding it, let the person who's doing it do it. Like if, if you feel like Nick Rewalt doing that job is holding back like Jack Stevens or whoever, like would be Steven. the person. Jack, well, whatever, fucking, what's his Hashtag name? Hashtag not Stevens. You know, Paddy fucking McCartney. <laughs> and <laughs> with a K. Um, Jake uh, Johansson. Yeah, Caddy, Paddy McCarting. You know, I know, I love all your players. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, um, but if there is someone, whoever that person is, uh, that they're holding back, then sure, move over. At the Bulldogs, that's that thing, like at the moment, because Bontempelli fucking speaking about that idea of just going, I just hope that he doesn't have some some serious injury or something that happens to him because he could, I don't, be, he could be anything. I think he's he's played fifty eight fucking games, and I, I, if if I was standing in that schoolyard that I proposed before with fucking Fife and you know Dangerfield and stuff, I'm not sure that I wouldn't pick fucking Bontempelli. Oh yeah, I just moment. think the last two weeks have been two of my favourite weeks of ever watching him play football. Firstly, against North, North Melbourne when they just fucking went after him, and what I love about him the most is 
He is the fucking smiling assassin because he's hard as fuck. He does not give a shit and he's happy to get into it. But the whole time he just has this look on his face of like, what are you I love doing? This. I love yeah, this. Like, mate, are you crazy? Are you crazy? Who are you messing with, Essie? Yeah. This, Don't you oh, know I'm local? Mate, this is only making me stronger. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he, uh, and then like last week when he was like he quiet went, in the first half, nine possessions, but quiet in the first half. And then in that second half, when we needed somebody to fucking seize that game, he just fucking took control. He reminds me of Selwood in terms of his leadership. You know, when Selwood started playing, you're like, fucking, yeah. how old is this guy? Right. Like, how hard is he? Like, but he's I, a what, fucking leader. What, but what I love is he's like Selwood leadership, but with that sort of big body of Dangerfield or five. Kennedy. Where, Kennedy, where he, he's just a fucking machine in the middle, but he's so tall, he could play center half forward. So and now he can kick for goal, like which was that one thing last year that he wasn't as fuck man. I wasn't nice enough to his mum when I met her, and I said that I, I loved her and said that thank you. Yeah, I said thank you, but that yeah. wasn't enough, Charlie. I should have given her something. Yeah, we should have arrived have with frankincense just, and myrrh. I should literally should have. There should have been two idiots. Let's do three it. wise men, two <laughs> fucking idiots. Yeah, well, it's three fucking idiots. We'll get Danny McGinley. <laughs> 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 and we will present him with fucking gold frankincense and myrrh. Yeah. Um, Saints took Billings at three. Bontempelli was taken at four, four by the Bulldogs. But for the record, Bontempelli averaged like, I think, six or seven possessions or something really fucking low in the under-18s carnival and went back and played one like really good schoolboys game where he kicked like 10 goals and like, you know, had fucking 60 possessions or whatever. Mm. And the Bulldogs, they the the kind of prevailing wisdom for the draft was he was going to go in like the 20s or 30s yeah and the bulldogs at four at the time because this was and this is what i'm going to give it to fucking um mccartney is like that he his big philosophy was we'll get some big the, the big bodied midfielders of the future you know you get these guys who have this like you know beasts right but also that center of gravity and can break the tackle and con- mm. and he was absolutely fucking right and that was, Bontempelli was one of their big picks and mm. mate, I love it. I fucking love watching him play football. It's yeah. so exciting that he plays for my team. I love it. The- but so now they're talking about, well, he should be captain and he has captained while Bob's been out. But I kind of like Bob coming back and captaining because I think that's really good for the club as we grow up. And I think Easton Wood has done a really good mm. job. I wouldn't have any problem with let Bontempelli just fucking play football for a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, he's 20. Let Easton Wood do it for a while. He'll be really great. And then by the time Bont's ready, for, like, let him fucking do it. Yeah. Or let the players pick. No. I've worked out. <laughs> I, I have a succession plan. <laughs> if Eddie can fucking have one, I can have one. Yeah. Hang on. You're not president. Whatever. Yeah. Because I, I, I went to see the uh, Saints-Swans game and uh, Billings played. So talk us through that. That was like a... Because yeah. that was a cool game, by the way. For the first half, it was fucking awesome. It was one of the best games right. I've seen all year. But we've talked about this on the show before, the difference between great teams and up-and-coming teams is just that ability to play intensity for four quarters. Right. Like, St Kilda can come out really, really hard, but if a team has another gear, like the Swans do, we just, they're they're exhausted. Like, they're kids. You could just see them, like, against all those, like, I mean, you just forgot Kieran Jack, McVeigh, Hannabry, you know, playing against, like, a midfield with, you know, apart from Jack Stephen, like, less than 70 games experience. I oh, mate, the, the fucking Swans are like Game of Thrones. You fucking kill a couple of them and you realise there's eight fucking other characters who have major roles in the fucking yeah. show. It's I don't ridiculous. think, I mean, I think no one came away from that game, even though we lost by 70 points. Like, we, no one came away from that game because I went to Saints Function disappointed because it's like, well, we've got a good measure of where we are. Like, I think... 
maybe in the long run, if we had made the finals and then got thumped by like a, could be a Hawthorne if they finished fifth, it could have been, it could have set the club back a bit. But now we've got a good gauge of where we're at. We're not quite good enough yet, but that's like an endurance thing. It's a maturity thing. I think the building blocks are there. That's what the first half showed. Oh, no, I think it's like, I mean, this has been, I think, exactly the sort of season you would have wanted mm. as a Saints supporter. Mm. If you've gone into this season, it's been nothing but enough potential to make you excited, but not enough success that it penalises you next year. Mm. Like, I think it's almost your perfect season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got to be excited about it. I, I'm excited about your club as well. I, I'm <laughs> glad that I've got behind St. Kilda this year. <laughs> yeah. Because... Uh, we thought it was going to be a much more uh, lopsided podcast when we started it. What's uh, what's the, the the forward's name? Bruce is Bruce, Josh right? Bruce, Josh yeah. Bruce. Um, so, Josh Bruce, I believe it was, who was... Uh, Big shout out to Josh, if I hope it was him, the, the, uh, on uh, Thursday night as... Um, so we've, we've been look, talking all season about Chompers Gate. Um, it's something that we did not discover, but we are enchanted by, which is yeah. the fact that, well, I in particular am enchanted by, which is the fact that Tony Jones, the Channel 9 uh, newsreader in Melbourne, hates being called Chompers uh, because of his big fake teeth uh, by the AFL football players when they do the footy show cross. And then a couple of weeks ago, there was like a massive fucking falling out about Chomper Gate. And we heard that the players had been told, no more fucking Chompers. And then on Thursday night, Josh Bruce has stepped up to the fucking plate. Charlie, first night on the footy show. This is his first fucking game, mate. He's running out into the fucking spotlight after they've literally been told, don't you dare fucking say chompers. And this young fucking upstart, this is what I like about St Kilda, there's a bit of fucking attitude down there at the end of the interview has dropped fucking Chompers, <laughs> and Chompers has gone, well, it's probably going to be your last interview too. Fuck you, Chompers! Oh, wow. Yeah, it was awesome, man. With all, that's a fucking shot's fired. Yeah. So that's funny, because he was trying to laugh it off a couple of weeks ago. Oh, mate, he's been on a roller coaster with how he feels about it. <laughs> it's like he's been running the fucking census. He does not know what is going on. Um, the thing I wanted to talk about in the Saints game, relating to Bontempelli, is Jack Billings. Because... There is, I could sense a bit of a, I don't know, like people are disappointed with how his season's gone. And I think the fact that Bontempelli is doing so well is kind of highlighted that. Now, here's what I'll say about Jack Billings. I think he's a gun, but he's not the same kind of player as Bontempelli. Like we've talked about icing players. I think he is an icing player. And I remember when we got Brendan Goddard as the number one pick. For the first four years, people forget, first four or five years, he was a whipping boy at St. Kilda. Everyone thought he was soft, you know, he was so erratic and stuff. And then it just took a bit of consistency. Once he got over that hump of, you know, the 75 games or whatever they say it is, he became Brendan Goddard. But it, when you go to high draft pick the way, and you don't I think there's, deliver... Like, again, I don't want to really, like, fucking pull the wool under... I've never played a game of AFL. Um, but is Brendan Goddard a bit of a myth? What do like, you mean? Well... Here's the thing I would say about Brendan Goddard is that, like, yes, there were, like, two, excellent two and years. a half excellent fucking years of football. Mm. But has the rest of it... And, again, I, well, I, I think about this in, re- in regard to Adam Cooney as well because Adam Cooney was cruel by injuries. Like, he was a fucking superstar player at, the, at his peak, but he's, like, finishing up on the weekend. And mm. I love Adam Cooney. Like, I like couldn't have been happier when he was at the Bulldogs and when he won the Brownlow and stuff. And... um and funny as all fuck, he'll be great in the media. But as a career, you had a couple of really great years and then a lot of just 
average fucking football. And I feel like Brendan Goddard mm. has had like a, had a couple of really great years, but he took a long time to get going. Mm. And the last few haven't been sensational, have oh, they? Two years ago. I mean, he's playing Didn't he win their best team. and fairest two years ago? Yeah, but I mean, like eight of, 18 of them were out on drugs. I think, well, I, w- I, d- I mean, you'd have to look up the stats, but my feeling of him when he was at St Kilda, after that three or four years of inconsistency, he became very, very consistent. And then he had like, an indispensable period, say 2008, 2009, 2010, and then probably two slump years. But that was like, you know, seven years, well, probably six years of consistent to amazing football. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I could well be being very unfair. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've, I've, but, not- it, but it's also one of those things too where he's also a player, doesn't need a lot of possessions to, he's like, a, he was a leader. He did, he did the spectacular, could take, you know, big marks, kick a goal from fucking 60. So he had that kind of, you know, impact player value as well that you All can't right. really see in stats. I'll defend Brendan Goddard. I like BJ. All right. I mean, I'm Excellent not, golfer, Will. You know what? Plays I'm, with a low handicap. I'm not anti-Brendan Goddard. I kind of and he called chompers out. chompers. Yeah. Any I'm, player who does that gets a pass. Mate, he's in my book. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying. I'm just, I was just, I was speculating. I was I was probably wildly Perception inaccurate. is a funny thing. Exactly. You know, it's fucking footy, mate. We're we just... thought Je- we thought uh, uh, Jesse White was retired at the start Again, of the year. And, and, and still may be by the end of the year. So, like, <laughs> let's not write it off. It might have been, you know what? That might have been Will's lock of the year. <laughs> uh, did you see the Port Melbourne game? That was fucking interesting. Melbourne are playing good football. I actually would like to see them make the finals. Yeah, me too. I really, th- I'm, I'm a bit excited by Melbourne. I like, I, I think that North Melbourne, if they do make it, are just going to limp in there. Like the injuries have cooled them, even mm. if the form hadn't. I think. Yeah, that was a, that, that, that was a weird game too. That Hawthorne played one quarter of football. Yeah, and it was enough to win them the game. Well, yeah. one and then half in the last quarter. Yeah, it was. You get the impression that if North Melbourne are in the finals, that I, oh, you know what? Here's the thing I'll say about North Melbourne is you can't fucking write them off when they make the finals because. They have proved over the last couple of years that once they get in the finals, they can be a completely different team. So, okay, we'll give them that, right? But I would think at the moment that it would be more exciting to see Melbourne charge into the finals than it would be to see North Melbourne limp into the finals. Yeah, 100%. And it's a real possibility. Like, if North lose... The next two games. Well, Geelong need to win now, though, in that last game, really, to like cement themselves in the four, most likely. So mm. that's a harder game for Melbourne. Like that, it would yeah. have been a good game for them if Geelong didn't have to win. And what do you do? With, what do you do with Port Adelaide now? Like, what do they do? I mean, hopefully, not try too much for the rest of the year. <laughs> I'm thinking. I think we've got them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, uh, what, how, how long have we done just for the uh, half an hour? Okay, so um, I, I want to give an update on soccer. Oh yes. Yeah, I know we have some other things we want to talk about, but um, uh, look, we've had a real breakthrough this week. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I I don't want to compare this to investigative journalism on the yeah. like sort of level of like say serial. But... Yeah, but have you seen all the president's men? That's basically Will and I. I'm just Woodward saying, and Bernstein. I'm just saying this year when you're voting for the AFLPA uh, Media Awards, maybe just... you've got two investigative journalists right here. I mean, you know what? Like, I mean, yeah, sure. Last year, Caro Wilson and fucking, yeah. you know, like, you know, Purple, they fucking broke, you know, the Essendon drugs thing all the year yeah. before. Big stories. But this year, I think Sockgate's been as big as anything. Sockgate. All right, here we go. We've had a message from an AFL insider. We literally have inside mail from a club. Like, you know, um, you know, I guess, you know, I, what is it? What would you say it is? It's like, is it, 
you'd say club insider. I guess a club yeah. insider. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to. Our deep throat. This is pretty deep. Deep throat. sock. Yeah, deep sock. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> we've heard from deep sock. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> now, I um will say up front so that you don't go there unintentionally that Deep Sock works for one of the West Australian clubs. Okay. He has asked that we don't identify which club or his name just because he's giving us such, you know, inside information. Yeah. Uh and he's also asked just out of respect that we make no joke jokes about drug use. Okay. So for the the fans listening at home, we're like, why aren't they making those jokes? That's why, out of yeah. respect. Yeah. When so when they ask no comment, we say absolutely, no absolutely comment. no comment. All right, here we go. From Deep Sock, <laughs> uh, who is a property steward mm-hmm. at an interstate club. Uh, so we've got a timeline. Yeah. So up until the first week of January, the boys are given three singlets and three shirts. Running shorts and ankle socks for summer training to train, run in, and they are responsible for washing and bringing those for training in weights. Okay. So you've got three singlets, three shorts, some running shorts, some, some anklets. Yeah. That's for, and you have to wash that shit yourself. Cool. So you, if you don't know how to wash your clothes, Charlie, this was a, like the mystery last time. Yeah, we're like, yeah. what about the kids who come down from the country and don't know how to wash their clothes? Well, no. clearly you've got to fucking learn. Yeah, mate. Sink well, or swim. You're in the big city now. Exactly. Or rock up stinky. Or you're so, in, Bri- or you're in Brisbane. <laughs> so, um, after the new year, new regime, after the new year, we kick in to the next phase of training. <laughs> And the shorts, socks, and jumpers for training are provided for the players. So now we're in jumper territory, yeah. right? They rock up each day and their training jumper, so you have a separate yeah. training jumper, uh, et cetera, he says, but I assume, you know, shorts, socks, et cetera, uh, is on a rack in their change rooms waiting for them. On a rack. On a rack, yeah. <laughs> no, Charlie. Like, all I said, it's on no, a rack. No, no, none of those jokes. Out of respect. Okay. So, for Deep Short. So, Deep, deep sock. sock. Sorry. Deep Short's his brother. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> now uh, you've got every player has got a jumper and all their stuff waiting for them in the change room. Okay. Uh, now, here's an interesting detail. Every single player, rookies included. So, even if you're on the rookie list, Charlie, even if you've won your place on the fucking list... From going on the recruit and being the guy that somebody had to put on their list, you get the same fucking shit as the top player at the club. So I think that's good. I like that. Yeah. Uh, okay. After training, and this is where we wanted to know. After training, they chuck their dirty stuff into a big tub. Uh, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> yeah. And it's washed on site by the property staff. In industrial washing machines. Yeah. So they have industrial washing machines there. Yeah. On site. Everyone chucks it in the tub. Now, sorry, are these the anklets or the training socks? The, all of it. All of it. This okay. is everything. Okay, right. Nude up. Yeah. Chuck your shit in the tub. Yeah. We'll wash it for you. And then next time, it'll be on your rack. Yeah. In you. So, they wear the singlets and shirts provided for them in the preseason for weights during the week. So, weights, singlets, and shirts. 
and I guess fights in the weight room. Seeing what's in- <laughs> there was no <laughs> deep sock. They wear the singlets and shirts provided for them in the preseason for weights during the week. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, however, we have a bunch of spares because they are footballers who forget everything all the time. <laughs> yeah, of course. Zing. Yeah. But I like there was a little yeah. fucking footballers. Yeah, man. So they've got spares. Yeah. In case they rock up sense. the weights in their fucking, you know, fucking. Yeah. Well, I think we, we, we established that from the person who contacted us last time. They said they have like a, you know, a, a steward there who. Right. For match day. Again, everything is supplied. They have a warm-up top, yep, jumper, mm-hmm. socks and shorts that are washed by us at the club. Okay. So we need to just pause there, yep. put a pin in it. So what we're saying here is that they put all their socks into a communal wash. Right. And then those socks get redistributed. Yes. So as we've speculated, you, if you played for a Western Australian club, could be wearing the socks of your uncoordinated fullback who obviously uh, who gets suspended quite regularly for stupid things. Yeah, you could be just like, these are fucking Zach Dawson socks. Uh, no, we're not saying. Well, I mean... If, if it was. Right. These are whoever West Coast back then socks are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah Mackenzie? I don't know. Yeah, these are Mackenzie socks. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> All right. Um, for match day again, everything is supplied. They have warm-up top jumper socks and shorts that are all washed by us at the club. For away games, they are all brought back home and washed at the club on Monday morning. Huh. So, he hasn't actually specified at this point whether they are gathered up post-game, but I assume that's how it's done, right? Post-game, you all just chuck... Yeah, you know, there'd they, be a big bin, you just take yeah, off your they stuff have another and tub. throw it in there. They have an away tub, yeah. I assume, that everybody just like, because the footballers don't, no, they just always put it in the tub. Yeah. So as long as you provide them a tub, They'll dumb throw footballers. It. Yeah. They, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they write on it. Yeah. Get the dumb footballer tub. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, they leave a trail of Maduri illusions <laughs> to a giant plastic tub. Sorry. Drink cards. <laughs> the good, uh, so, but... Not washed on site. Yeah. So you're not using opposition's washing machines. Yeah, okay. Because that's, you know, other clubs. It'd be yeah. like the old days. IP. Yeah, well, that, yeah. Oh, you get no hot water. You've no got to use water. cold power. Yeah. <laughs> At Collingwood. Yeah. Have we got the cold power? Well, they won't turn on the hot water. Bloody Collingwood. No fabric softener. <laughs> this is going to be itchy all week. <laughs> Nathan Buckley's snickering behind a, behind a door. All right. Um, so they take them home and they wash them. So you know what? For the West Australian teams, though, that's another challenge that people don't mm. take into account. Like you're taking stinky clothes, yeah, like on a really long flight across. I mean, that this these are the issues that the West Australian clubs have. That like, I mean, that's yeah. why it's so great that Pavs played so many. Yeah, games. when people talk about dirty laundry, they're literally talking about dirty, dirty laundry. laundry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for away games, they're all brought back to us home. Uh, the only thing the players take to games are their boots. But why the big bags? Well, well, am I imagining that? Do no. You, yeah. No, because also when you... Towels. There's towels. Change of undies. There's a change of clothes. There's like after, there's going out Oh, clothes. yeah, right. Because you might wear your tracksuit in, but then you've got to take a suit out or something like that. Right. And apparently somebody was saying to me they might take like a roller or something to help them warm oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some sort of personal warm-up equipment. Yeah. Um, Probably Shawshank on DVD. Shawshank on DVD. <laughs> Shawshank box set. Yeah. Shawshank, Shawshank audio <laughs> Read by Morgan Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, you know what? There's a, like every girl's fashion mag has a, you know, stopping a girl in the street and, hey, what's in your handbag? We could do a segment like stopping footballers on the way to the dressing rooms. Like, yeah. hey, what's in your sports what's bag? In your bag? 
It's Essendon. Where are all these vials? What are those? Hang on. Are these? <laughs> Travis there was Clokes. nothing about us making drug jokes about Essendon. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Deep Sock. We have not breached this confidentiality. <laughs> all right. Uh, here we go. Um, five players on our squad change jumpers at half time. Okay. However, we don't have any favolas that actually want new jumpers every single week. Right. So some of them have like, you know, a second one they go to. Each player has two jumpers. So if one is ripped or gets blood on it, there's another one waiting on the bench. Okay. I don't know what happens after that. Yeah. Uh, the guys that swap theirs have to put on the dirty sweaty one if they're after. Oh, okay. Right. So there is no third one. So if you've like taken off your sweaty one at half time, you know, and then you like you get some blood on it in the second half, you've got to put your fucking sweaty first half one on. Right, yeah. Well, that's fair enough. Okay, well, they, I guess that is fair enough. Uh, FYI, we have two... Uh, this, this is the detail I'm loving from Deep Sock here. We have two uh, home... Uh, two times home jerseys, two times away, two times home clash, mm-hmm. two times away clash... Mm-hmm. An indigenous round mm-hmm. for all 45 players. Yeah. And if it's Carlton, you have an M&M. <laughs> Plus, there's usually a random jumper, like Heritage Round or yeah, right. something, uh, each season as well. Yeah. So, that's, that's like a lot of stuff to be taken care of, yeah. right? It's a whole industry within itself. All right. So, now I've written back. <laughs> because this is the end of like... This is like a great amount of information, but there's still a part of me that still has some more questions. <laughs> so I've gone back to Deep Sock and I've said this. Mate, this is awesome. One more question. <laughs> With Wash Socks shorts, <laughs> are you tracking individuals? Brackets. E.g. is player one wearing the same pair of shorts as he wore last week or just another pair of size 32 that went into the wash? Because this is our question. We, like, we get the fact that you wash them, but he's like, you know, I don't know. Are you are people swapping communal? Are they communal shorts, communal socks? Is, is Matty Prittis wearing Matty Prittis' shorts every week or is he potentially wearing... Does he summer? write his... Did his mum write his name in texture on the label? Yeah, does it say MP in yeah. the back of them when you have a look? Yeah. Or does it just have a, like a little Brownlow medal or something? Yeah. Surely a Brownlow medalist should get his own pair I of mean, fucking shorts. I mean, there'd be certain players that By you... the way, I do not know which of the West Australian... For the record, I'm not even covering it up. I never asked which of the West Australian clubs it was. Yeah, well, it, it, say it was... Sorry, Deep Sock. Say it was... Just say if it was like uh, Fremantle. Yeah. Not that it, we know it is either way. But you'd know it was Aaron Sandaland's socks because it'd be 17 right. people dragging it. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> out a good of the part. washing machine. Yeah, it'd be like Chinese New Year. People would have their Christmas presents in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, so those socks you see at the grounds waving to show you Right, it's a wind sock. No, 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 that's Aaron Sandiland's sock. Oh, that's his sock just drying before (laughs) the game. (laughs) (laughs) Caleb Daniel's sleeping in it. He's camping. Yeah. Caleb Daniel went to Glastonbury. He took Aaron Sandiland's sock as a sleeping bag. Um, All right. So I asked about, you know, how does that work? So here we go. Uh, so no, we know which size each player wears. So they've obviously got a little thing, uh, ranging from small to XXL. They're just in tubs. So in training, they grab them out of the tub and game day, they put them in front of their locker, but it isn't tracked. The Ruckman wear new socks each game. Fair enough. 
because this see, this is the detail that I'm loving here. The Ruckman wear <laughs> new socks each game because they need to get the sock over their shin guards. So the Ruckman are wearing their shin guards, you need new socks every week, you've ruined the socks. Because they're getting ripped open and shit? Well, because you've got to stretch them to oh, get them over right, the right, shin right, guards. Right, yeah. So they're ruined, those right. socks. They're not made for that. Now, Why aren't they? That should be a special type of sock. Ruckman sock. Elasticized. Well, no, Stretchy. just like, throw them out, get a new pair. Okay, now this is where I'm really starting to uh, really enjoy it. <laughs> P.S. Fuck the Gatorade shower. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, fuck the fuck Gatorade, the Gatorade shower. shower. I'm not a fan either. If there has never been a motto for this podcast, it is like, fuck the Gatorade shower. I'm with you, Deep Sock. Fuck the Gatorade shower. No one ever thinks about the poor pricks that have to clean up the sticky, smelly Gatorade. Yeah. Exclamation mark. I hear you. Fair enough. Uh, most, frust- most, frust- most frustrating part of the job. What do you think the most frustrating part of the job is? Besides cleaning up the sticky, smelly Gatorade? Most frustrating part of the job is turning the socks the right oh, way around. Oh, yeah. I hate doing that myself with my own laundry. Before they get washed. I hate that. Oh, imagine after a fucking like a muddy day at the SCG too. Ugh. You have to turn them back in the other way? Ugh. You'd have to wear rubber gloves, right? Okay. Now, we're not done. Oh, this shit. is such a great email. Um, so, uh, the most frustrating part of the job is turning the socks the right way around before they get washed. The players are told to do that themselves, but only half ever do, so we have to. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, you dummies. Fuck, you know what I'm just thinking? Yeah. Turn your socks back in the other way, but I you wear, selfish fuckers. I go to work and wear wardrobe oh, all the time. Hang on. And, and there's times not, where I wear socks. Your socks back? But no, but not- there's sometimes where I get given socks. I'm wearing communal socks. I don't oh. think I turn mine inside out. I think I take them off and I throw them in the, the washing machine. Yeah, you? but you're not like, on like, there's not many home and away, like, I don't wear many clothes on. <laughs> like, it's never like the great fucking quagmire of Summer Bay or yeah. whatever. But still, like, you know, I'm wearing other people's socks. All right. People who live in sock houses shouldn't throw socks. Uh, okay. We're almost done here. There's a, a couple of things that I'll, uh, just skip over there, but, um, this is, uh, my favorite thing just at the end. And cause I feel like we're getting almost to the heart of this, but I love that there's a bit of a, still, there's a sting. There's a to be continued. There's still a little button at the end of this that gives us a mystery. We can still keep exploring, which is this. <laughs> Sorry. Just remembered something that will interest you. I've heard the bulldogs. Get in a bunch of old ladies to come and do the washing instead of the property man. <laughs> what? So apparently oh in my white God. club, we don't Email have a property tweet sh- Bob Murphy right now. I can't. Ask him I can't. about it. Will. Been too close to the Will. last time I tweeted him. Will, we are so close to blowing this thing wide open. This is Dur- the I, mission I can't do it piece. right now. I will do it during the week in a way that I, but I will approach someone at the club and ask, do you have Is a bunch of old ladies? That a bunch of old ladies and come they, in and wash the socks. <laughs> and because... are they there against their will? <laughs> Is Peter Gordon running a sweatshop down at the Bulldogs? <laughs> and if they are, we need names. We yeah, need to know who these ladies are. Oh, 
man. Wow. Maybe, you know, how's this? He says, oh, don't reference drugs and stuff, but I'm going to make a scurrilous oh, rumor yeah. up about the Bulldogs. Right, they yeah. have old ladies turning West, this West Coast think they're going to get us in the finals, and this is part of oh, the all this... Fremantle. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm really not sure. Yeah, we don't know. I apologise, Steve Sock. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think we've been sufficiently rambling enough for no one to be able to know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, no, I think so. So there you go. That's awesome. So to be continued. It's amazing. Still to find out, do the Bulldogs have old ladies washing their socks? I mean, if there are any other insiders at any other clubs... Yeah. No, I know. I want to hear more. We'll, we'll protect your anonymity... Because um, also, well, because he did mention in this, like he he said, FYI, I'm led to believe we look after the boys as much as anyone. Some clubs are a bit tighter and more strict on what they put out. Praise the mining boom, I suppose. I bet the kangaroos property lady at the international rules in '08, and she was tight as. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I hope I have not revealed too much uh, deep sock, but I uh, have enjoyed your email as much as like. I mean, to be honest, it's been worth doing this podcast <laughs> just for this to happen. Um, but if yeah, if we do have any more information, if we have any more club insiders, if anybody wants to let us know, because I would like. It's fascinating. I mean, I'm now fascinated in a club by club comparison. Yeah, I want to know if there are any other fevs. Is there a current day player? Who only wears new clothes every single week? Yeah. I want to know who these people who swap the clothes are. There must be. I some... want to know. Do you care that you're wearing some other There's dud's fucking shorts next germophobe. week? Like, come on. There has to be a germaphobe at one club. Who's Surely, like, right? New every, you know, every game. I mean, in I'm any wearing... bets, how do you know what size like shorts he wears? Because they're like two sizes bigger than what Eddie Betts wears. It's like he's wearing Aaron Sandler's <laughs> yeah. shorts. Yeah. So many questions. That's fascinating. Fascinating. Um, well, should we look ahead to next week? Yeah. Okay. Let's have a look at uh, what's going on next week uh, in the footy. Um, all right. Uh, so, uh, oh, okay. That's this week. So <laughs> I should look at next week. So on Friday night, uh, at Domain Stadium. So, okay. So we didn't really talk about the fact that West Coast won mm. unexpectedly. Well, Nick Nat. Oh, fuck, Such you a know good team. he is good. Is I mean they are so much better with him in the team. Yeah, like he's one of those players. I guess like he suffers a little over here because a bit like Rioli, who now some people are talking about as being one of, if not the best player in the game. I think Nick Nat suffered a little bit by that fact that he hasn't. Yeah, he's not a huge possession getter. Mm. But when you see West Coast without him compared to West Coast with him, yeah. you're like, oh yeah, okay, we'll take. He, he's a fucking important player. Bad game for the Giants to lose too. Like, now they don't get the top four finish. They've had a couple of ones that you're like, oh, maybe they're not ready. I mean, fuck. Good. Great year. Good. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be so ready for so long. <laughs> they're going to have a period of ready, unlike any other fucking pre-existing period of ready. Mm. Take a couple of more years. Please. <laughs> I feel like like a like a Christian father who knows he's got a really hot daughter. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, seriously, I yeah. know you're going to fuck everyone. Yeah. And that's fine. I'm not going to slut shame you, but just two more years at home. Just be dad. daddy's girl for two yeah, more just years. Just be. I don't want them to be good for a while because you know they're going to be good eventually when they are. So yeah. fuck it. Give us all a few more years. Okay. So anyway, um, uh, West Coast uh, take on Hawthorne in, which, in what is now a pretty interesting game, I reckon. West yeah. Coast at home. Mm-hmm. Hawthorne went still not quite sure, no. but coming off, you know, last I think weekend. They play okay in the West, don't they, Hawthorne? I mean, they play well everywhere. I mean, you know, yeah, exactly. I don't fucking know. It's a hard game to pick, isn't it? Uh, I'm going to say Hawthorne. 
Yeah, I, I kind of get the feeling also that Hawthorne have a point to just prove. have a point to prove. Yeah, they've always got a fucking point to prove. Yeah, Full no. of fucking points, always trying to prove them. <laughs> Stop proving your fucking points. We fucking get it. You've you got points. Porky, porky pines. Yeah, you get fucking fuck points. You constantly pointing at everybody. Put that away. Anyway, probably Hawthorne. Um, North Melbourne on Saturday take on the Sydney Swans. This is a pretty good round so far. Yeah, last round was awesome. Interesting games. Yeah, I know. Everyone was talking about how, like, you know, we've got to overhaul the whole fucking system because the remaining rounds are going to be fizzes. And there's just been some fucking cracking games yeah. in football. North Melbourne uh, playing the Sydney Swans. Sydney Swans at Etihad. Uh, at uh, BA. So what's that? Ta- is that Tasmania? I guess? Buenos Aires, I believe. Yeah, Buenos Aires. <laughs> Buenos Aires as part of the North Melbourne Buenos Aires deal. Yeah. Um, uh, BA. So I guess that's got to be like uh, Tassie, I suppose, oh, right, yeah, yeah. right? It'll be a part of their Tassie deal because yeah. it's a North Melbourne home game. BA, though. What does that stand for? Baracus. It stands at BA for Bracket. BA, BA for Bracket. Yeah. Bad attitude. It's sponsored by the guy from the A team. Uh, BA is, uh, Blundstone Arena. Ah, uh, yes. Um, I just think the Swans, they fucking hit top gear against yeah. the Saints last week. They were challenged early and then they just fucking put the foot down and, I mean, Buddy in that third quarter, fuck. I mean, there was a point where I went with my mate Nick, who, you know, we're tragic Saints supporters and it's very hard to get us to enjoy an opposition win, but we just both had to go, wow, like, what, how privileged we are to fucking live in an era where Buddy is playing football. He was amazing. Like, he, you just never felt in doubt when he had the ball with, you know, within 50 meters of the goal. It was just like, you know, so laconic, that left foot, the way he just drills him. And then moving around the field like a fucking midfielder. Still does not look like an athlete. <laughs> I mean, that's a great thing. It's like, amazing. He, he, that's the thing I like him. He's got a bit of that uh, Usain Bolt thing where yeah. like Usain Bolt has been the greatest fucking sprinter of all time and he never has really looked like he's fully put in. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do you like, do a preseason? You were like, do you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. what if you just try, like, I mean, you're only really running a hundred meters, mate. What if you tried to run all of it yeah. rather than fucking posing for photos <laughs> at the 85 meter mark? And there's a bit of that about Buddy, yeah. but the more they moved him up the field, you know, there was that kind of whole thing early in the season they're too reliant on him whatever and they've kind of moved him up the field and he's just embraced it yeah. and that third quarter was just one of those things where you're just like I, I was a bit like you because I was like so, oh the Saints are doing well you know there's still mm. a chance and whatever but then when that happened you're like no <laughs> I was like I wish I was there yeah like, I just it was awesome but, that was, yeah. but there was a buzz you know I mean the other thing was it was a pride game and it was fucking awesome like it was such a great vibe at the ground I didn't know kind of what to expect I think there's about 33,000 but it genuinely, you know, you go to a lot of those kind of games like Indigenous Round and stuff and um, they have their own identity and this one definitely had like a, a, a great vibe to it, like a, a real feeling of like everyone was embracing Why do you stuff? fucking need it though, mate? The AFL shouldn't be fucking coming up with fucking, mate, Just play football. where's fucking heterosexual round? When can I go to a game and see heterosexuals fucking playing football? <laughs> this is fucking bullshit, mate. Yeah, there was a real distinct lack of that going on. It was just a really great game. So that... Was how it sort of started, sort of you know carnival. Apart from the Sydney uh, banner that said "No poofs." <laughs> yeah, weird mixed messages. Weird, no homo. Hashtag yeah. <laughs> no homo. Um, but then the game itself, like when Buddy started lighting it up, like there was just fucking electricity in the stadium because it's just like fuck, man. Like once in a like Gary Ablett Senior, just a once right. in a generation kind of player where you're like fuck, I'm so lucky to have seen him run around. Yeah, you just want to see Buddy be Buddy. But the other thing too is that fucking ten year deal doesn't look that if they keep playing him up the ground who knows like 
like you said, he, maybe he hasn't accessed his fucking full athletic potential. Maybe he just turns into a fucking like midfielder, develops his endurance, and just like Rewalt, just fucking like skirts the wings for the well, last. Well, I think that's the thing about years. him is like if he could develop that, and then he has that like all round game, then he can ease back into the forward line again. You could end up like he could be end up being. Imagine you had Buddy Franklin just mm. playing off a half forward flank. Yeah. Like, you know, he had that kind of midfield endurance to be able to play, like, a good enough defense that yeah. your team defense works. Like, he never has to be the best defender in the world, but as long as the guy can run well enough to get into the zone and, like, work all that out, and then just fucking that threat just, like, I mean, that'd be his glory days. Imagine, yeah. like, he'd be like, yeah, I'll play the last three years just fucking roaming across yeah, the half being forward a line, on just the fucking, like, kicking rad goals yeah. in my retirement. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, no. And the other thing about him too that I really noticed seeing him live is I forget he's actually a really good contested ball winner. Yeah. Like he doesn't skirt fucking contest. I mean no. he's fucking huge. I mean in in the old days his trouble was he used, he used to, to fucking love the deck someone. Yeah. <laughs> But like, you know, he goes in and gets his own ball. He's not yeah. like, you know, the best overhead mark or anything. But if no, he, he can't get his hands above his head. But, He'd be useless doing but the, once YMCA. the ball. He just, just does the MCA. But once the ball hits the ground, like he's fucking as dangerous as yeah. any kind of smaller player because he's fucking still fast. He's got good skills. But, you know, he's fucking six foot six or whatever he is. And, and that's that why awesome. I think that like the 10 years isn't looking as bad is because you go... Like, if he was just a tall player, if he was just, like, a big player, there is, a, yeah. like, a really substantial quick drop-off on that. Well, yeah. there can be. That's why it's so good to see what Rui's done at St Kilda. Is like, you're like, oh, yeah, he transitioned into something else. Mm. And that's the theory on Cloak. If you could actually convince Cloak that he had to go away in pre-season Listen and weight. lose heaps of weight, like, come back, you know, like, you know, really looking like he'd lost, like, five or six kilos, like Drew Petrie did mm. in North Melbourne, and, like, run all summer and get your body right to play a different role, then I think Cloak could still be... Like, Cloak's got enough skills. Listen to you, Justify. Yeah, <laughs> when, when you're saying is, Justin, Welcome, Travis Cloak. I welcome our <laughs> new insect overlords. <laughs> uh, yeah, I pick uh, Sydney in that game. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to back against Sydney for the rest of the season. I reckon they might go all the way. I agree. So, um, yeah, Sydney for that one, which also keeps it interesting for Melbourne if they knock mm. over North Melbourne. So, uh, here's another interesting game. So, Richmondy up against your boys, yeah. uh, St Kilda, you know at what? the MCG, which is not your fortress. If they, uh, if they beat us in some uh, hilarious manner, I'll be okay. I'll be like, ah, oh, yeah. It's like having your child run over by a clown. You're like, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> that's hilarious. I don't think it's Richmondy enough for them to win this game. I don't think there's anything Richmondy on stake. I think that St Kilda, like them beating St Kilda, doesn't prove anything one way or the other. I uh, think this is a St Kilda win. Yeah, I mean, I can't. That there is no Richmondy equation that I can think of, which means they're going to do something that I haven't anticipated and be so Richmondy. Hang so on. I'm going to look ahead. I don't ordinarily do this, but I'm going to look ahead to the final round and see who Richmond have got in the final round. They've got the Sydney Swans. Now, this is perfect. So okay. this is what is so Richmond. Oh, you, they're going right? a, a long game, Richmond. Yeah, this is a long game, Richmond. This is your end of season. You think that this last game was the yeah. most Richmond they can be? No, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. They will lose to St Kilda as yeah. they should. And then next beat week, swans. they'll beat the Swans. <laughs> <laughs> that will be so yeah, rich. I agree. They'll finish the season by beating the Swans, who will probably go on to be the eventual Premier. Yeah. That will be so rich. Really. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree. I it'll agree. fill them full of useless hope. Uh, okay, so uh, I'm going to say St Kilda for Me that. Me too. Uh, okay, in the, at 4.35 at SPO, uh, which I guess Spotless. is Spotless Stadium, uh, the GWS Giants take on a Fremantle. 
in a game that the GWS Giants will win. Yeah. <laughs> no discussion. Uh, Collingwood play the Gold Coast Suns in what is an interesting game, I think. It's at Etihad, Etihad. Stadium, which is interesting for a Collingwood home game. But uh, at Etihad, uh, the Pies... This is interesting to me because on paper, Collingwood probably should win this. I don't think their backline's good enough to deal with Gold Coast forward line. Gold Coast fucking lost to Essendon last mm. week. Yeah. I mean, they've had a week in Melbourne, though. They're fucking, staying in Melbourne flaky, this week. So. Yeah. They're flaky Gold Coast, but that means they can also have a good day. That's a hard one to pick. It's hard to pick, right? Uh, I'm going to say Gold Coast. And that's my... Luck of the week. Wow. You've gone from hard to pick to luck of the week. You gotta go in, you gotta go in bold, mate. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say Collingwood for that. I think Collingwood will beat a Gold Coast, um, at Eddie Hat. Uh, Port Adelaide that night take on the Adelaide Crows in the Derby or no, the Derby? The Showdown. The Showdown. Is oh, that is what that, it is? Oh, it's Western Australia's Showdown. No, Western Australia's definitely the Derby. The, I'm the Derby sure or the Derby? Derby. Oh. And is Adelaide the Showdown? Look, here's the Adelaide's thing I the know. showdown. Queensland is the Q clash. And that's the <laughs> premier that's the important one. one. That's yeah. the important one. Yeah. It doesn't really fucking matter. Like, and GWS and Sydney battle of the bridge, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, whatever it is, the showdown. The I Adelaide is salt. Then, right? The, show, yeah. the showdown. Uh, Port Adelaide versus the Adelaide Crows. <sighs> Crows, right? Crows, yeah. But, you know, you never know in a showdown. Yeah, but people have been saying that this year and all the teams that have mental one of one. Yeah. So you probably do know. Yeah. The best team will probably win. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think yeah, there's Adelaide some, will win. I reckon some real problems at, at Port Adelaide. Heaps of problems. Yeah. Fucking Charlie Dixon's no good. Well, not wow. no good. Not no good. That's unfair. He's had, a, he's had an uninspiring year. For what they're paying him, yeah. he has not been a great return on the investment. I wouldn't have thought. And yeah. I'd, I don't know if his attitude seems... Exactly, yeah, he where doesn't, you want his attitude to be. I mean, I don't know him from a virus no. side, but that on-field demeanour is not ingratiating. I mean, it might not be representative of his actual personality. No. He might have the AFL equivalent of retching, resting bitch face. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, he looks like he's mean spirit. Resting dick's face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think you've got resting cunt face. Oh, sorry, mate. No, he's actually a really nice guy. He just has... When he's not paying attention, he has resting cunt face. Um... All right. Uh, on Sunday, this is another interesting game, I think. Uh, one that Melbourne needs to win, but Melbourne played Carlton in a game that Melbourne needs to win and probably should win. Carlton have dropped off substantially, yeah, so you can't done. really... Although... Well, Melbourne had too much to play for. Yeah. Unless, bet, but Melbourne, no. Yeah. That, they're ban- that's banished, right? I mean, they Three are... Three in a row. Well, in... they're in char- uncharted territory now. Yeah. This is like four or but, five in a row. But, you know, we, we've expected them to kind of, you know, drop, literally drop the ball. But they've uh, they've been good. Yeah, I, reckon... I think their confidence is building. I think they're in a good place. Well, I decided to make it interesting in the last round. You know, North Melbourne lose, Melbourne win. Yeah. This is a good one for Melbourne to win. They yeah. should win this and hopefully win with a great chunk of percentage. Yep. All right. Uh, Brisbane play the Cats. So, Cats will win that. But what if they don't? I mean, the Cats are fucking flaky and maybe Brisbane are taking some of that Richmond wah-wah juice. No. Okay. <laughs> not a chance. I couldn't talk you into it? No, nah, not even in Brisbane. Not a chance. The Cats will win that one. And uh, we've got Essendon in the final match of the round. At Eddie had Essendon home game at Eddie had, but I would hope <laughs> that despite the fact that it's Adam Cooney's last game, uh, that we will pay tribute to that by... Uh, Smashing him. Getting some really decent percentage uh. in case one of the teams in the top four lose one. 
Is I it? mean, we are not in a good position because with our percentage, like we're not even like if like a couple of teams lose ones they shouldn't, we're not in the best position to get into the four. But if we smashed Essendon and we, like a few teams lost in the right ways, we're still a chance for that to happen. Do you think it's you go into a mindset? Of we're going to smash a team. Like, you know, if you're in a team and you're playing like Brisbane or something, do you go in there going, we're going to smash them? Or do you try and just concentrate on the one percenters? Don't worry about the scoreboard. Just worry about doing your job. Or there, is there an element of like, you know, I'm going to keep 10 today? I mean, I would think I'm going to keep 10 today. I'd be like, I'm going to smash these fuckers. Like, I'd be so pissed off if they rested me against a shit team. I'm like, no, no, no. This is where I get my cream. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a flat track bully. I'm yeah. going to come in and kick nine today. Yeah. Um, I hope we win that. Like, Essendon, good on them last week. I, like I love that. I thought it was really great. I, I, I said at the start of the season, I thought they'd win two, you know, two or three games and they won two. So, mm. uh, like, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. But, um, I hope that we absolutely pummel them <laughs> into submission in a way that is embarrassing for everybody who plays for their team. Cooney gets, uh, guard of honor. Gurney gets a guard of honor. 50 games is good. Yeah. Oh, mate. And particularly because he was running around on a busted knee for 200 of those games. Yeah. Will he do something wacky, you reckon? Is it chilling off? Coons. Coons. I mean, what could he do? I mean, you know, he is the guy. Tears? Do you predict? Is he, is he a crier? No, he's not going to cry, mate. No. Unless they swap his burger rings for onion rings. (laughs) No, he's not a crier. Uh, But he'll be funny about it. Yeah, and, and you know what? He's already predicted on his Twitter that he's going to um, yeah, pull the ripcord and be really fat by the end of the next year. <laughs> has he called so it already? He's called it already. And I think he has great potential for that. <laughs> I feel like you'll see him in three months and you'll be like, oh, okay. So that'll be fun. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully we'll win that. I think you will. I think you will. Um, all right. Well, let's wrap it up. Do, should we talk about the, this uh, possible grand final show that we I think, think we maybe tease could it. be happening? So, like, yeah. we're, we're hoping that the day after grand final day, um, that uh, we will be doing a crossover episode with Junk Time AFL podcast, which is like an excellent, uh, more structured and funnier podcast than ours. <laughs> so we really thought we'd jump on their bandwagon and yeah. see if they can bring... You know what? You, you know what we are, Charlie? We're a couple of players who have some flair, you know? Yeah. yeah. We're the icing. Right. We're the icing. Yeah. But they. We need some hard body midfielders. We need some structures. Yeah. <laughs> we need some plans. Yeah. We need some sort of. We agenda. are no good without structure. Right. We are no good. We're, we just, we're the fucking flashy headband wearing flanker. Just pass it out into the flank. Let me have a shot at goal. But we need some fucking grunt work dudes. Mate, if this podcast is anything, it is Jack Watts. Yeah. And, uh, so on, uh, hopefully the day after the grand final, we will combine with, uh, yeah, Michael so and it'll, Rosie it'll be, uh, a, like a mashup, a, yeah, we'll put, a merger, a mashup. Yeah. That's <laughs> Skill Rex is uh, producing it. Yeah. It's uh, two guys, one junk time. Um, I'm, I'm going to put that out there as well. You have be put called. that out there. You've gone boldly I've, with that. They've gone quiet on despite it. Despite any I've, discussion. I've heard, I've heard nothing back yeah. from the guys at junk time. So, um, if you've got a problem with it, all right, let's start fucking negotiating. Right. You put it on the table. Sure. We'll give you Travis Clark. No, thank you. No deal. You take that back. Can't too late. You signed the contract. Travis Clark has to do the podcast. I don't know how it happened, Will. They fucking flummoxed me. I don't know how it happened. You got turned around by Liam figuring in a meeting. <laughs> and now fucking Travis Clark is the third host of our podcast. This? Two guys, one cloak? <laughs> Well, he may not have a lot to do next year, so chances are we could fucking spin that yeah, off. Yeah, we could get Trav in. That'd be all right. Yeah, all right. I'm happy to have Trav on the podcast Me if too. he wants to come in. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't listen to anything we've said before. Yeah, this please one. never listen. Don't, don't be like, oh, I should listen to it first. No, don't. No. 
Don't like listen that. to it. Just listen to this bit when we invite you on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so hopefully uh, when we get more details on that, we'll uh, let you guys know. You can check out um, uh, our Facebook page, which is tofop.com. Tofop is another podcast we do, which yep. is like this without like football this, but talk. without football. Well, um, without like, 98% not football, sometimes some football. Yeah, well, yeah, the reason we created this podcast yeah, was to... to take the football out of that other <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm not saying there was a demand for this podcast, but there was certainly a demand to get, to get out this of the content one. out of the other podcast. Yes. So if you don't like this podcast, but you're like, hey, I like these guys. I wish they'd talk about anything other than this. <laughs> then do we have the podcast for you? Yeah, so you can check us out at Facebook on Tofop. Uh, and also we have a Patreon page, yes. which is uh, Patreon forward slash Tofop. And that is basically a, a crowdfunding site, which um, takes monthly uh, donations. So you can donate any amount from a dollar up to Will. Uh, I believe this year the cap is $15 million. Yes, $15 million. Yeah. Um, and that uh, helps us uh, pay for our producer, helps us pay for our artwork and bandwidth and all that kind of stuff. Um, we'll take any amount. Yeah. Whatever. We're not looking for you to kind of, uh, you know, sign anyone up. We're not, don't sign us to a nine-year contract. You're not right. sure you're going to pay for us, front-loading, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, so put I mean, us on a rookie wage if that's what you feel comfortable minimum. with. Minimum. That's yeah. all we're happy with. You know, we're happy with minimum. There are some bonuses in there. Our other podcast, Tofop, uh, James Fosdyke, who does all the art for my um, comedy tours, if you've seen any of that, but he does uh, uh, the majority of the art for all our podcasts and those sort of things. He does also a regular comic strip that is inspired by conversations we've had on Tofop, and at the $10 level, you get that comic strip, and it's fucking amazing. The latest one uh, actually details uh, um, a time I met Gil McLaughlin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then uh, some advice I gave you on how that time should have gone yeah. that James has made into this brilliant fucking comic strip that the one thing I know about it is we can never show Gil McLaughlin. <laughs> They've asked me to fucking introduce something at the Brownlow. I don't want Gil finding him out about this and then it's suddenly becoming awkward. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's the way you can support the show if you like what we do. Um, and I guess uh, we'll be back next week. So, play on, not 15. Well. We are two guys, one car.